Good morning and welcome to Morning Meditations, a five to ten minute meditation to get you thinking about what God might have for you in this new day. I'm your host, Pastor Nate Cook, so we hope you'll enjoy your meditation for this morning. Hey, this is Pastor Nate, and this is your morning meditation for Monday, February 3rd, 2020. So today we're going to read the little book of Philemon, and we're going to start at the beginning and read through the entire book, which is about 25 verses. So, Paul, a prisoner of Jesus Christ, and Timothy, our brother, to Philemon, our dear friend and fellow worker, also to Apphia, our sister and our Chippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church that meets in your home. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank my God as I remember you in my prayers because I hear about your love for all his holy people and your faith in the Lord Jesus. I pray that your partnership with us in the faith may be effective in deepening your understanding of every good thing we share for the sake of Christ. Your love has given me great joy and encouragement because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of the Lord's people. Therefore, although in Christ I could be bold and order you to do what you ought to do, yet I prefer to appeal to you on the basis of love. It is as none other than Paul, an old man now, as a prisoner of Jesus Christ, that I appeal to you for my son Onesimus, who became my son while I was in chains. Formerly he was useless to you, but now he has become useful to both you and to me. I am sending him, who is my very heart, back to you. I would have liked to keep him with me so that he could take your place in helping me while I am in chains for the gospel. But I did not want to do anything without your consent, so that any favor you do would not seem forced but would be voluntary. Perhaps the reason he was separated from you for a little while was that you might have him back forever, no longer as a slave, but better than a slave, as a dear brother. He is very dear to me, but even dearer to you, both as a fellow man and as a brother in the Lord. So if you consider me a partner, welcome him as you would welcome me. If he has done you any wrong or owes you anything, charge it to me. I, Paul, am writing this with my own hand. I will pay it back, not to mention that you owe me your very self. I do wish, brother, that I may have some benefit from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ. Confident of your obedience, I write to you, knowing that you will do even more than I ask. And one more thing, prepare a guest room for me because I hope to be restored to you in answer to your prayers. Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, sends you greetings, and so do Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, and Luke, my fellow workers. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. So this... uh, Passage is, is a little bit of a troubling one sometimes, this little book of Philemon. First of all, because if we're going to talk about the elephant in the room, we're talking about Philemon um, releasing a slave. And, and so many times in Scripture, uh, we, we see things like slavery, and we're not sure really what to make of them because we, we know that slavery is not something that God would want. And yet it seems like in this society that Paul is in that it's kind of an accepted fact of society. So a couple of things about this. The first thing I would want to say is um, that I believe that God has 
opened up the consciousness of, of people throughout time. In other words, we've gained a deeper understanding of what it means to look like God, to love like God. And we kind of have gained from those who've gone before us. And so um, in, in some late, earlier civilizations, slavery was not understood to be something that may be wrong or whatever. The other side of this idea of slavery is that many times slaves in the New Testament um, and in the Old Testament were people who had come into debts and could not uh, pay their debts. And so it, was, it might have been a little bit of a different kind of slavery, but still, either way, we think about the idea of one person kind of having control and ownership over another, that that is just unjust. And so we would never want that. And what we can say to that is that that we have to understand that God has been revealing to us truth over many generations and years and years and years and hundreds and even thousands of years now. Um, and, and so the things that we look back and say, why couldn't they see this was wrong? Uh, we have to understand that God has been teaching uh, the, the, the human race all along, and we've kind of gained from the knowledge of the people before us. And so it, it also asks us to do something um, that that is uncomfortable for many of us, and that is to question our own understanding of maybe Scripture and say, well, where might our blind spots be when we read Scripture today? Like, what kinds of things now might we uh, be really uh, sure of that later on people would look back and say, well, how could they have thought that was that was okay or that was not okay? Um, and so we need to be very humble in our understanding of Scripture, realizing that we don't have all the answers. But Let's lay all that aside for a second. It's obviously part of what we're going to talk about today, but let's talk about what Paul is doing here. And that is, it's a very progressive thing. If you think about this idea of um, a society where slavery is just accepted, now Paul is pleading for the slave to be released, not as a, seen as a slave anymore, but as a brother in Christ. And so what we see that's so beautiful in this passage is that... Um, that Paul regards Onesimus as a brother and not a slave. And thereby he pleads with Philemon to, to treat, to release Onesimus as a brother in Christ. And, and he says, I'm not going to make you do it, but I'm going to appeal to you on the basis of love. And so even in this society that accepts slavery, here we have a, a great uh, picture of, of the gospel uh, setting captives free, if you will. Uh, he said, welcome him as you will welcome me. Paul sees um, Onesimus as a, a fellow brother in Christ. Um, and, and so here's what we should understand from this passage. And in my uh, humble just thoughts about it is that the gospel is going to push us to even challenge some of the assumptions of our culture and uh, things that other people may say, uh, well, that's just kind of the way it is. Um, as Jesus gets a hold of our understanding of what it means to be a human being and what it means to love and what it means to lay down your life for the sake of others, um, some things that in our culture seem to be just okay, uh, we may challenge because we see people as God sees people. So today when you go to work and when you go to school, Maybe ask God to give you the eyes and the ears uh, that he has for people, to see people in the way that he sees them. And some of the things you may begin to understand about this world may go in direct opposition to people around you. 
But like Paul here is appealing uh, for freedom, for Onesimus, for this, uh, him to be received as a brother in Christ. Uh, maybe we will fight for others um, who we see maybe are in systems of oppression on this day. Hey, that's just a thought for this morning, and I hope you have a great day. Well, thanks again for joining us for this morning meditation. Hey, do us a favor. Rate us on iTunes or even leave some feedback about our podcast so that other listeners can know how much you enjoy your morning meditations. Hey, have a great day.